this episode of Sass and Sips, where every episode we discuss and dissect an episode of Lost in Order while we drink. We are your hosts. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And today's episode is Enter 7-7. How are you doing today? I don't know. I'll let you know when I wake up. Okay. Well, what are you okay. drinking? I am drinking a white cranberry and peach juice. Ooh. With a lot of Malibu. So it's Malibu with a little bit of juice in it. <laughs> but Malibu isn't really strong. So it's. That sounds it's good. It's all juice. I have a vodka soda, just old standby. Yummy. I'm going to call that the Jersey. Would you Jersey stop? Soda. <laughs> just don't call it anything. <laughs> Lisa's Jersey Soda. <laughs> it doesn't need a name. <laughs> yes, it does. Every great drink needs a name. Oh, my God, Lisa. Okay. I'm well, we'll have to do better than that. So if, if you could think of a better name for my vodka soda, Well, it's us. better than your Staten Island iced tea. Would you shut up with that? Um <laughs> Please, please send me a better name for my vodka soda so that I can shut this bitch up. <laughs> the Lisa Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're about to get into the episode, uh, Saeed episode at that. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we jump in? I'm just glad that talking about the survivors, I was getting tired of the others. I've been enjoying the, I've been enjoying these episodes. Okay, let's go to the flashback. Saeed is chopping vegetables in the kitchen of a restaurant in Paris. A waiter enters, calling him Najiv, and tells him in Arabic that a man outside is waiting for him. Saeed goes to the outdoor dining area, and a man sitting at a table compliments Saeed's cooking and introduces himself as Sammy. He asks where Saeed is from, and when Saeed claims he is Syrian, Sammy says that he can tell that they are actually both Iraqi. He offers Saeed the position of chef, of chef at his restaurant. Later, Saeed goes to Sammy's restaurant. And Sammy introduces his wife, Amira, who holds his hands, revealing burn scars on her arm. One of the men present... No, sorry. One of the men present grabs Saeed's arm after a struggle and the rest holds him down and Sammy knocks Saeed unconscious with a kick to his head. Saeed wakes on the floor of a locked room with his hands chained. Sammy enters and gives him a bowl of water, which he gulps greedily. He asks Saeed if he was a torturer in the Republican Guard and whether he recognizes his wife as one of his victims. He says Amira was held and questioned for three months for harboring an enemy of the state. Saeed admits to everything except knowing his wife, but Sammy states that she recognized Saeed when she saw him at the restaurant. Sammy tells Saeed that he must admit to his crimes or he will be killed. Amira enters and Saeed tells her he doesn't know her and wouldn't torture a woman. Sammy hits him. He says that Amira confessed to a crime she didn't commit when her interrogators poured boiling oil on her arms. He goes to grab a metal bar, but Amira tells him it is enough for today. <clears throat> the next day, 
Amira comes in with a cat. She tells him that when she and her husband came to Paris, she was afraid to leave their apartment until she heard the cries of a cat being tortured by boys with firecrackers, and she felt compelled to rescue it. She has kept him as a pet. She says that many people have it within them to behave like those boys. She asks him to show her the respect of acknowledging what he did and that he remembers her. Finally, <clears throat> he tells her that he does remember her face, that it has haunted him ever since. He weeps and tells her that he is sorry for what he has done to her. To Saeed's amazement, Amira forgives him and tells Saeed she will tell her husband that she is mistaken and should release Saeed. Saeed asks why she would not kill him. She says that sometimes the cat bites her and scratches her, and it does so because it forgets that now it is safe. She does not want to do that or be that. What did you make of the flashbacks? Um, I don't know if I made anything of it per se, but I wasn't surprised that he, at the, at the end of the flashback, when he said, I do remember you, I wasn't surprised. I'm like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. you. You know, so, I mean, but other than that. I, I mean, didn't... we knew it was a lie when he said he didn't torture women because he he tortured Nadia, somebody who he, he cared about. Right, I forgot about that part. I remember Nadia, but I forgot about that part. Um, I, like, I, I also like the cats. I told you there was going to be something in this episode you liked. It was the cats. <laughs> the cats. That's what you think. <laughs> I like. Well, look at the cats. Mm-hmm. The cats. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on the island, Sawyer finds Fairley and some of the other survivors building a ping pong table from materials found in the swan remains. He asks Hurley if he has seen Kate. Sawyer sees Paolo carrying a guns and ammo magazine and confronts him. Paolo says they share things now and that Sawyer can have it. But Sawyer realizes it has become bathroom reading and gives up. Sawyer looks at Paolo like, who the fuck are you? you?" And then actually ends up asking the chick, like, who the fuck are you? Like, one, who the fuck are you? And I find it funny because I think it's kind of a little tongue in cheek because really they came out of nowhere. So even the Mm -hmm. viewers are like, who the fuck are you? Exactly. He's, He's all of us right there. Sawyer approaches the group putting together the ping pong table and offers a wiffle golf ball. He tells them that he wants his dash back, but that he's willing to play them for it. Sun tells Sawyer that if he loses, he can't call anyone by a nickname for an entire week. At the game, Hurley steps up as Sawyer's opponent. He asks if Sawyer wants to play with the mercy rule, and Sawyer agrees and offers him first serve. Hurley wins the first point with considerable ease to the cheers of the spectators. So even though I kind of, it was kind of obvious when they first started talking about that Hurley was going to be the one that was going to like play him and beat his ass. I'm like, oh, we already know how this is going to end. So he's going to end up with dirt in his face. It was kind of funny. It was comical. Later, Hurley finds Sawyer cleaning his glasses and sulking. He consoles Sawyer, who claims he was hustled, even though he got three points. (laughs) Hurley says he had plenty of practice in his basement and another place where he hung out. 
He gives Sawyer back his magazines and tells him he knows he's worried about Kate, but he thinks that she'll be okay since she's with Saeed and Locke. Sawyer starts to call him a name, but is told he must refer to him as Hurley or Hugo now. Sawyer tells him to get bent. I'm going to stop saying that. that I think it's, that, I, feel I, like love, I haven't heard that since junior high school. I, be quite honest with you, I've never heard it until, as an, until I became an adult watching like TV. And it's not really, I hear like BBC shows. Like, you know what I mean? I don't okay. hear it on American shows. So, yeah. Out at the jungle and at the flame. Saeed confronts John about their plan to use the heading of 305 from Echo Stick to Navigate. Um, I forgot to look this up, but wasn't that the same bearing that Ben told Michael to follow? I have to say no idea. Do you really think I remember the... the I watched the show with half a ear. I don't remember the details. Okay, so please hold while we go look up our your brain. request. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, so he was told to follow a bearing of 325 degrees. Oh, no, wait a minute. Upon escaping the electromagnetic effects of the island, Michael's compass would begin to read differently. By following an island bearing of 325, he would suddenly find himself on a real-world bearing of 302 when he was far enough from the island. I was wrong. That was stupid, and I interrupted for nothing. Ready? (laughs) I guess. Locke argues that it is all they have to go on. Saeed goes to find fruit and hears a cowbell and finds the cow. Saeed is amazed to hear someone whistle for the animal. Through the bushes, he spies a shed-like building with a satellite dish on top. Outside is a horse and the same man with an eye patch that Saeed saw on the Pearl video feed. After circling the area... Said confirms to the group that the building is isolated and that a satellite dish like that could broadcast for thousands of miles. He asks Danielle if it is the radio tower that she had talked about, but she says that she has never seen this place before. Said says he will approach unarmed with the other three as backup in hiding. Danielle says that she has survived on this island for so long by avoiding such confrontations and will wait for them by the stream. Danielle is like, fuck you people. I support that message. Like, and like, it's like, why poke the bear if the bears know, if the bear doesn't even know you're there? Just at that point. I mean, just seeing the house, the animals. Did you have any idea what they would find inside? No, I don't think about it. I can't think about it. It's like, for what? Draw myself nutsy cuckoo? Yeah, no. I mean, maybe, but considering that it was only like halfway in the episode, you're probably going to find out what's inside. So, right. I'm going to find out anyway. So, just either A, I'm going to find out, or B, I won't find out. Either way. Uh, Fine. Sip my drink. I already told you how I'm taking, like, I'm going. I know, but. Because Lost was driving. That first season, Lost had me losing hair, losing sleep, confused. I felt like that so mean, good. but the woman with so the So good. So good. No, it's not that good. It's not that good. Said approaches the building with his hands in the air. He notices the saddle on the horse and a cat sitting on a work table. He is shot in the arm by Mikhail, 
who points his gun through an open window, shouting at Saeed that he didn't cross the line, that he had a truce, and that this is his land. Kate has to be restrained by Locke. Saeed says he isn't who Mikhail thinks he is, that his plane crashed and he's unarmed. Mikhail comes out wearing a Dharma jumpsuit with the flame logo patch. Locke and Kate rush in and force him to drop his gun. He introduces himself as the last surviving member of the Dharma Initiative. The cat snoring. I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> and he's actually, he's actually quite quiet now because normally he can snore like a truck driver. <clears throat> that is so cute. Mikhail- he's in your face. You're like... Uh, like it looked like you're like a scene of a horror movie, like something dawns on you. <laughs> and this whole house is trying to kill me, so you know. <laughs> it really is. You moved into Amityville horror. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mikhail and Kate help Saeed to the couch inside. He offers to help with Saeed's wounds, having spent some time in the Soviet army in Afghanistan. Mikhail asks Kate to get a medical kit from the kitchen and starts to treat Saeed. He says he grew up in Kiev and joined the Soviet army. He was stationed at a listening post in Vladivostok. Yeah, what you just said. I mean, I'm so sorry because I know I butchered that. So his unit was decommissioned when the Cold War ended. And he later replied to a newspaper ad that read, would you like to save the world? No. I'm just saying, any ad that says that, no good could come of it. I'm just saying. (laughs) He joined the very secretive Rich and Smart Dharma Initiative and came to the island 11 years ago. He was put in this station called The Flame, which is there to communicate with the outside world. He says that everyone else in the Dharma Initiative died in a foolish attack they called The Purge on a group they called The Hostiles. Mikhail survived by not getting involved and agreeing to a truce where he could stay behind as long as he did not cross a designated line around the valley so he will be safe. It's like, where have we heard that before about not crossing a line? This dude. Yeah. 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 Those others and their lines. He says they weren't interested in the satellite dish because it hadn't functioned in years. He doesn't know who the hostiles are, but they were on the island for a very long time before the initiative or anyone else came. Locke looks at a document in a typewriter written in Russian with some notes written in the margin in red. He finds another room in which there is a computer displaying a chess game and he starts to play because Locke can't pass up a good computer. Saeed is unsettled when Mikhail calls his cat Nadia, the name of the woman who is the love of Saeed's life. The cat is similar to Amira's cat, although Mikhail claims he told the cat to be polite he actually tells it to let the carpet alone in Russian. Mm. He says he named his cat after the world-famous Romanian Olympian gymnast Nadia Comaneci. Her poster is on the wall, and Mikhail says they share birthdays. She was the greatest gymnast yeah. of, of that time, like phenomenal. And it's sad because I would like reference her, whether it's gymnastic or something like the baby did because he was rolling on his mat and he stopped like right at the edge. I was like, he told you that Nadia Comaneci. Can you imagine she used to do her dance? And she'll like, <laughs> like her toe will be right there. The- anyway. And people like, who? Ooh. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Mikhail Sorry. removes. No, it's okay. It's funny. Mikhail removes a bullet and stitches Saeed's shoulder. He offers his guests iced tea and goes to fetch the drinks. Saeed and Kate quickly converse, and Saeed is adamant that he believes Mikhail is actually an other, but that they should play along, as he noticed that the horse outside was saddled for someone smaller, judging by the height of the stirrups, indicating that there is another person somewhere nearby. You don't fuck with Saeed. Saeed knows. Meanwhile, Mikhail enters the computer room, telling Locke that the computer's chess game is too difficult to beat because it cheats. Locke disagrees, claiming that computers cannot cheat. Cheating is something that makes humans uniquely wonderful. (laughs) That made me chuckle. Mikhail brings them iced tea and Saeed asks more questions about the initiative. They were so um, happy to see ice. (laughs) What? I don't blame them. Mikhail reveals that the flame station is a communications hub with wires running underground to other stations on the island. One cable runs into the ocean, leading to an underwater beacon that guides submarines to the island. He suspects the hostiles have destroyed or commandeered one. He seems surprised to hear that Saeed's group has a sailboat, but that it was taken by the others. When Saeed tries to get a reaction by mentioning killing another, Mikhail drops his ruse and attacks Saeed and Kate. They struggle, and Mikhail is subdued, with Kate pointing a rifle at him. Locke comes in, a day late and a dollar short, with his pistol. They tie up Mikhail, while Saeed explains his theory that the other sent someone else to the station because they've lost communications when the sky turned purple. Locke that was goes, only two, I'm sorry, because based on conversations, I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that was only two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's been years. Yeah, yeah. Locke thinks the station is empty, but Saeed lifts the rug and reveals the hatch door. Locke is like, I checked every nook and cranny. And Saeed is like, not every nook and cranny. To be fair, though, Locke wasn't in that room. He did the rest. Of, I mean, he was in the room briefly, but, you know, you know. Because Locke is too busy with the computer doing what Locke wants to do. Anywho. Saeed my Terry alone. Saeed and Kate climbs on the hatch ladder while Locke watches Mikhail's unconscious body upstairs. Locke, however, hears the computer asking for the next chess move, and he goes to it because he's Locke and he wants to press the button. It just keeps calling him, calling him. I was going to do Jack City. <laughs> the best scene ever. I'm just so... <laughs> Finishes Wait. another... Question. No, I haven't. He finishes oh my God. another game of chess and achieves a mate in two, which the computer erroneously claims is a checkmate. A video clip of Marvin Candle appears and said manual override achieved. For pallet drop, enter 2-4. For station uplink, enter 3-2. For mainland communication, enter 3-8. Lock enters 3-8 and a new clip is called up saying the satellite dish is inoperable. Communications are down. For sonar access, enter 5-6. Locke enters 5-6, and a new clip says, Sonar is inoperable. Has there been an incursion on this station by the hostiles? If so, enter 7-7. Locke's finger hovers over the 7 when Mikhail puts a knife to his neck from behind, stopping him from typing the second 7. Who didn't see that coming? Seriously. Although my first thing would have been 2-4 and get a pallet drop. And then I would have went and played and figured, yeah, but that's just me. Hey, guys. We are here with 
an update to our scheduling. We just wanted to let you guys know that from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we are going to be going back to every other week publishing schedule. Okay, say something witty here. Witty? Because actually, as you're talking, because you kind of, I don't know if this is witty or not, but you sounded very sex kitten when you said, hello. You know, I was like, oh. Agnes is at a loss for words, apparently. <laughs> I know, it doesn't happen. This is like a 30-second promo, and you don't have words. But okay, the point is, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we're going to release our regularly scheduled Lost episodes every other Monday. Maps will still be every two weeks, and Spotlight will still be the first of the month. And then after Labor Day, we will go back to Lost being put out every week, just so that we can be able to spend a little bit more time with our families and enjoy the summer. So that's it. That was the update. Saeed and Kate see C4 wired throughout the entire underground room. Saeed sees a shelf lined with binders, one of which is a food drop protocol and another is an operations manual. Kate investigates a closet area and is, is attacked from behind by Miss Clue. Saeed arrives and tells Miss Clue to drop her gun. Kate hits her saying she helped kidnap them and she knows where Jack is. Saeed asks Clue if there are any others here, but she acts unafraid, hardly intimidated by the rifle. They take her upstairs and outside where Mikhail has lock at gunpoint. He offers a hostage exchange, but John claims Mikhail wouldn't kill him. Clue talks and argues with Mikhail in Russian, while Kate, Locke, and Saeed shout. Finally, she orders him to do it, and he shoots her in the heart. Mikhail then tries to shoot himself, but is knocked over, and Saeed points his gun at him. Mikhail tells him to finish it, but Saeed doesn't shoot. Later in the evening, Saeed takes Mikhail outside and calls Danielle. Mikhail says that he was never a member of the Dharma, but that everything else he said was true, and that the Dharma really did attack the hostiles. Saeed tells Danielle that Locke and Kate are gathering anything useful from the station, and that now he, he has their ticket to the other's location, where they will find Danielle's daughter, and Jack, and perhaps a way home. Mikhail refuses to lead them, but Saeed says he has a map of the cables, which leads to an area called the barracks which he believes is where the others are staying. Mikhail threatens to kill them the next time they let their guard down. And Danielle says that since they don't need him, they should kill him. I'm with Danielle. She's very logical. Like, you don't live in this hellhole for all those years by being stupid. However, Saeed says Mikhail is his prisoner and he will not kill him. Locke and Kate join them and Locke says he knows why Mikhail didn't want him playing with the computer. Suddenly, the station explodes. Saeed demands to know what Locke has done, and Locke tells him that the computer said if there was an incursion to enter 7-7, so he did. Because once again, Locke can't fucking leave a computer alone. <laughs> As we hey. say in 2021, that everyone has a computer in their hand and has their eyes glued to it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Saeed tells Locke that he may have destroyed their only chance of communication. Oh, and he blows up another station. Let's, let's not even like, you know. Well, yes. yes Locke that blows happened. up yet another station. Once again, as they leave the flame, Saeed notices the cat staring at him. 
And that's the end of the episode. So we learned that Ben wasn't lying or most About- likely wasn't lying when he said he's been there his whole life. Because okay. there's a good chance since Dharma was just there, what, 11 years, the guy said, apparently. They t- he so said that's the- when, when he supposedly got there. When he supposedly got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the hostiles or the others, I like the hostiles, they're very hostile, have been there first. So Ben probably most likely was have always been there. What I don't understand is how does Dharma get so integrated? Like they have all these hatches and these stations and they're underground and all this other stuff. But um, the others don't get hostile until after people are already there. Like, you know, what I mean? it's not like Dharma. It is, I'm just kind of curious. So I'm not sure if they're really different people or they're just factions of the same group. Because I don't, you know what I mean? It makes sense. It takes, I know it takes a lot mm-hmm. longer to get integrated, to get situated. Like, the, I'm sure the hostiles or the others could have started wrecking havoc if they wanted to before they even brought Dharma, brought I mean, people over. You know what I mean? The hatches, the supplies, you know, the cameras. It doesn't happen overnight. So I don't know, but that doesn't make sense to me. Trivia? No. Okay. <laughs> I just had to be difficult because you know, you know. I know. Make the day look, make make the episode a little more interesting or annoying. It depends who you are. <laughs> they find me highly <laughs> annoying. You want to take a quick commercial break before we do trivia? Okay. Yeah. Okay. See you in a minute. Hey, friends. Lisa here to tell you about an online store that I really, really like. I know most of us are still spending more time at home due to COVID. And while it's been rough for many of us, our pets have been right there by our sides. What better way to pamper that special furry friend of yours than by treating them to something special from Artemis Clothing. Artemisclothing.com has so many items you and your pet will love. There are clothes, accessories, and even custom items. Visit ArtemisClothing.com now and use our promo code SASPOD for 15% off so you can treat yourself and your best bud. You both deserve it. Trivia, trivia, trivia. The journey to the flame station coincidentally covers day 77. Very interesting. Right, just a coincidence. (laughs) If it was, if, if... If it was day 89, it would have been like for an an incursion by the hostiles, please enter 89, right. (laughs) It was later confirmed that the horse survived survived the blast, just in case you were wondering about the horse. (laughs) Okay. Because, and so I guess Locke killed the cow. Fucking Locke. See what your man did? There's a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything happens for a reason. I don't fucking know. As of this episode and the next one, Sawyer has appeared in more episodes than Jack. Yay. <laughs> when does Jack get killed off? <laughs> this is the first time that Matthew Fox has been absent for two episodes in a row on the series. Kate previously missed two episodes in a row during season two. And both haven't missed two episodes in a row since season two and three, respectively. So he doesn't get killed off. 
Well, he does get killed off. And it depends how you think about it. So he doesn't get killed off. Well, he does get killed off, but he doesn't actually miss episodes because he's no longer in the show. Anyway. Do you want to hear the Russian the translation yes, of the dialogue? I was going to ask. Yes. Okay. So she says, Mikhail, Mikhail, you know what to do. Him. We still have another way out. Her. We cannot risk it. You know the conditions. Him. There is another way. Her. They captured us. We will not let them get into the territory. You know what to do. That's in order. Him. We still have another way. And then her in English. Just do it, Mikhail. And him. Forgive me. And then he shoots. Interesting. So question. Mm-hmm. Were people watching this real time ever privy to this information? Maybe if you use like subtitles. I'm not sure. But you watched it. You you never found remember. out before this. Oh, uh, you know. I don't remember. Yeah. The name of the station, the flame, foreshadows the climax of the episode as well as the station's fate. Was that intentional? I don't know. Probably with this show. I really want to ask, like the writers, if they remember all those years ago, like how much of it was intentional, and how much was a high happy accident. Like I, I mean, because a lot of things is like, oh shit, that that works. Okay, yes, we meant to do that because that's just that's life that happens. So I'm just curious, like how much of this really was intentional? Because some of the shit seems so like convoluted and roundabout. If this leads to believe, like, oh shit, that was a happy accident. Like you know what I mean? Right. A lot of right. it would have to take like two to three seasons planning ahead, and I don't see that happening. So maybe it was like, oh. Remember we did this shit like two seasons ago and we kind of forgot about it. Like maybe we should just like, I don't know, play off of that. Okay. <laughs> the title is Enter 7-7, which there is a double meaning. Um, well, obviously the one meaning is what the computer asks for. Mm-hmm. And I can't exactly tell you the other one but i will say that seven seven is also going to refer to an important year okay in in the show 1977 1877 17 i'm gonna say i'm gonna guess 17 1977 because wasn't there something that like when season two started when we just when did we meet the the others season mm-hmm. two right mm-hmm wasn't there something about someone had, I don't know, was it like army tag or like military tags or something? Or they had something and it, and it was dated or it was, it was something old. It was something that wasn't like, I don't remember now. I remember it was mm-hmm. like a couple of decades old. Okay. At that time. So, okay. Susan, so you're noggin. What's in the blue moon? It, it happens. Go buy a lot of ticket now. <laughs> I, I feel like this episode was a good episode on island, but the off island stuff, it just wasn't that great, if that makes sense. It was like, okay, so this is what happened after he left the the Iraqi army. I mean the you know, this is okay, yeah, this is what but, happened after he left. Okay, and then I was like Like um, it, it gave a little bit of and up, like, yeah, understanding little... so like why he didn't kill Mikhail but I just I don't know like but I felt like we kind of would have guessed that by him already mm-hmm. based on what we've already seen of him 
you yeah. know, he's repenting for his past crimes that he committed under, you know. But I did like the on or on island story. This episode was good. I was happy with it. Good. <laughs> Burping and hiccups. Ooh, and just... Keep drinking. <laughs> I guess I've hiccup. It might choke. Anything else before we wrap up? If you guys purchase anything that you use our promo code for, we want to see it. So if you, if you purchase something using our promo code, post it or send it to us. We want to see what you got. So did you buy your new little furry friend, something new to wear? Definitely want to see that. And your furry friend. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode, please go check out our website, sassandsips.com, where you can link over to all of our social media. Also, if you feel so inclined, if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation. And you can do that by becoming a Patreon or just a one-time donation. And every little bit helps us. It helps to pay for our um, podcast fees. So that would be awesome. And as we mentioned last week about doing a promo for our new website, we have decided that from now until the end of March, if you make a donation through our PayPal or sign up for Patreon in the amount of $10 or more, we're going to send you a t-shirt. So if you want a t-shirt and they're really, really soft, please.